0: Melody gets me every single time. Oh man, time. it slaps. It does. It, it is, is a good it is one. Good. It I, good. I was just I thinking that. I the, was just thinking that. Who put the scratches behind that one, but I love that one, man. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Gaming Gone Weird. This is episode 29. I am your host today. You love Nick Tana, but you guys can call me Nick Tana, the Sonic God, the MLB God. Now, I, guys, I just downloaded MLB, the show, 23 yesterday. And mm, I loved it. I absolutely love it so far. It's so fun, man! Like just for me. If you guys don't know a little bit of my background, I've always been such a a Madden content creator. I I love football. Um, I love the sport. I've always played it. Uh, even uh after my prime, I would say in high school. You know, me and the old heads, we'd always play flag football and stuff. So I always carried on with uh just playing football, watching football, getting my uh, my son into football. So I always um kind of feel that way when I play like Madden and stuff like that. And like this is the first year. Um, I've really just been loving baseball. Like baseball has just been a, a positive change. Um, and I love the little like pitch counter they have, like the little pitch timer. It makes games go by a lot faster. A huge difference. Huge oh, yeah. Difference. And just playing baseball has just been so like, it's been an eye opener and so much fun. So downloading MLB, the show, the graphics, fire. Uh, the gameplay, fire. Me hitting a baseball, absolutely not fire. But we do try. We right, do try. Right, right. It's, a, um, it's gotta be harder, right? Like the mechanics of the game. A little bit, cuz it's like uh, you gotta um you gotta time out where the ball is gonna be because they'll mm. obviously pitch in a certain location. So you gotta line yeah. up the your bat with the ball and obviously make contact with it, make sure you're timing it good and stuff like that. So good deal, man. It looks but, it looks good. It looks good. It is, it's fun. You should it play it. Good. It's cross it's really play. so we can like we can get down, like have a gaming gone weird tournament. Dude, Jimmy, let us do it. I'll host <laughs> it. That'd be godlike. That's man. actually not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. In a little bracket, little bracket turn. Yeah. Tournament. <laughs> I'll be to that. But guys, I'm not alone, obviously. I do have my co host. He is the jelly bean demolisher. He like he loves jelly beans. Um, if you're missing peeps in your grocery store, it's because this man grabbed him up. And if he <laughs> sees a lime white claw on site, it's getting down. My co host, Peter. Peter, tell the people about yourself. My name's Peter. Um, I don't eat any of those foods. And uh, <laughs> I go by not go stories on all socials, uh, making contents on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all the all the big names and uh, streaming on Twitch every week. Thank you for having me yet again. Well, you other are the you are the official co-host of gaming on I'm still gonna now. say thank you every time. So though so you don't have um, to thank I'm me glad. for nothing. You know what? You know what? Thank you for just being okay. we can just thank each other. Well, it does like, sound better. I like you know that. What? thank you. Yeah. Tommy said peeps are trash and Tommy I, <laughs> I highly disagree. More. The peep slander will not be allowed here on Game. Are you a peeps fan for real? No. I, I like marshmallows, but like peeps are just they're like it, it's just bad. It's still it's like bad, but I do like right marshmallow. Yeah, it's but there is a, a a a peep Pepsi that I would love to try. I just haven't been able to find what? it. No. Ew, really? Yeah. These are all L's for me today. Um anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you do want to give your opinions on peeps and you do want to put your question or anything on the screen, give us a KYN chat. All the proceeds do go to me, Peter and Jimmy. It does help support the show. Um, it gets your question on the air and it, it has more involvement and it makes everybody happy. If you want us happy, make sure you send us a KYN chat. I'm excited today, man. I feel <laughs> like I feel like we feel good. We look good. We're going to have a great feel better. show, man. I definitely feel um, better, so I'm, I'm excited. We have a lot to talk about, guys. A lot of deep, crazy news. Uh, me and Peter also are testing a little bit of the waters. We do both have reviews for you today, uh, which is kind of new for Gaming Gone Weird. But uh, I definitely want to put more stuff out like this for, uh, for the podcast. And I'm excited to just kind of get into everything. But uh, first off, Peter does have the question of the day. So uh, go ahead and read that off to the people. Question of the day What is the worst gaming experience you've invested in? This can be hardware, this can be software, this can be a game, this can be a, a gaming system, this could be um, like a case, like whatever you can think of. Just the worst gaming investment you've ever made. If I could make sure you guys comment your answers below, or if you guys are watching this after the fact, just give us your answer. Comments, answer live, anything you guys want to do. Send us a tweet. Yeah, send us a tweet. Anything you guys want to do. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off though. Honestly, uh, this is kind of a variety answer for me, but it kind of contributes to uh multiple things. I'm gonna start off right off the bat. Um, like non-name brand controllers have to be some of the worst investments have ever made. <laughs> That's such like, a good answer. <laughs> oh, like I, I love answer. I love it. There is a there is a place for non-brand controllers especially like for the price point, it's a great price point, but dude, they just feel so cheap. Um, like, okay. For an example, I would say, uh, no shots at them, but the power a controllers that Nintendo puts are like the, that they put out for the switch. Um, they're cheap. They're like $30. They have nice designs. They look cool. But at the same time, like they require double a batteries and like, I'm sick of putting double a batteries in my controller. It is 2023. I am not... If My controller's dead. I don't want to have to pop them out mid-game right. and put in a new set of batteries. You know what I'm saying? I want to pop that thing on the charger. I want to get back in the game. That's a good question, man. Like, do you think we're going to hit a time anytime soon where everything's just going to be charged? Like, there are going to be no batteries? Or do you think they have some kind of deal with battery companies or something? Like, is it I, cheap? That's probably I, cheaper to make, make a, right? If, like, if, if we want no to get into the science of it, it could possibly be, like um down the road if you keep on charging something think of like your phone right right? the more you charge it the more you keep on using it over time draining the battery charge it draining the battery charging it it's gonna like over time it's not gonna have the same battery life and you're gonna have to eventually buy a new buy a new controller anyways but with all that money that you're spending on batteries it's like which one's worse in your eyes like that's the thing like i'd rather just buy a whole new controller then it's just, just so keep much on easier buying to charge. It. It's just so keep much on. easier to charge. Because, like, if we honest, like my TVs back there had the same AA battery since I bought it three years ago. I yeah. don't I don't change like you, <laughs> like when we talk about an Xbox <laughs> controller, my my stuff's dying in like 20 seconds. Right. Tommy said his worst investment was the Destiny 1 pre-order, and it's not even Dude, close. That's crazy that you said that because that's what I have on my <laughs> list. It's already written. I wish I could show you a picture, but that's what I that's okay. I have two things. I have Anthem. I pre-ordered Anthem and bought that game at release And the first edition of Destiny. So the first iteration of Destiny 1 at release. Those are the worst two gaming investments I've ever had. I've never really missed on hardware, but I'm also not an early adopter. So I'm never getting anything day one. It's usually like four years down the road and I'll get that, you know, that camera, that piece of hardware that was the best at release, but it's, you know, five years old. But Anthem and the first edition of Destiny by far were the worst gaming purchases I've ever made. So EA published Anthem, and they that game was just hot garbage, bro. Yeah, I remember yeah. just seeing that. And a lot of one of my favorite content creators, TBH, he actually was like he played the game. He tried everything in his power to be like, yo, this game is gonna be good. Uh, yep. they got early access on it, they're promoting this game, they're ready to play, and then it comes out and it's just hot, hot booty. Yeah, it could have been great. Um there were so many loading screens and I just I felt like no connection to the story whatsoever. The flying was cool, the hero landings were cool, so you could always do some kind of combination of buttons where you you do a hero landing where you you know you, you shoot straight to the ground and the you know the right. smoke comes out from underneath you. I always thought that was cool. Um the flying felt cool cuz like you could jump off a cliff and wait till the very last second to actually hit your you know your rocket boosters or whatever they were and then you'd like you do this like big dip and come out of it like I always I always felt like the flying was pretty decent but if everything else sucks it's like it's just not it's just not enough like I remember playing Um, that game going back and playing it um like in January February after it came out right I walked into the town and the town still had all the holiday lights like they were changing you like came into this central town. You were there all the time. Mm-hmm. And they still had the, the holiday lights that they put up. Like the devs put up a couple months before. Mm-hmm. And they just never took them out of the game. So it was <laughs> like... It was, like, Christmas time in February, and I'm like, why are these? It was basically just, like, my neighbor's mm. house. Like, why are I, you still I, up? <laughs> I wish it was Christmas time. It's, like, my house, man. I'm not taking down Christmas lights till it's, like, yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day. It's, like, my wife's like, go take them down. It's like, okay, I'll get the letter. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going right to argue either. with you, man. Uh, so, like, before we get into our fir- uh, our first topic and into the games that are coming out this week and uh, the free games, um, can you give me an answer on what the first, like, the day one Destiny was like? because i think you guys said it was the uh the first edition of destiny so what was the problem with the first edition of destiny just like day one like the first game is what you're saying or are you talking about when when destiny was first released not destiny 2 but like when destiny first came out okay so like the very first game no expansions no dlc no nothing it came out Mm -hmm. and like pre-ordering that so this was i mean however many years ago 10 years ago now something like Mm -hmm. that um the game released and it felt like it was, it felt like we could beat it really, really quickly. And the only replayability was to play the exact same maps and the exact same levels, but you're, it's just like a little bit harder, mm. but it's the exact same thing. And then the way to like actually earn high level gear in, in loot, from what I remember like you were just, you were grinding the same instances. So like you go here, you fight this boss, you, Kill this boss, and you hope that this thing drops. But you go there, and like that's the only thing you could do. So you just like, and then you'd have like a super low percent chance of something dropping. So you'd have to. There'd be like it's a one in five hundred chance. So you just have to run that same thing five hundred times. I'm good. But that was but that was it though. So like once you beat it, once like all the way through, and it wasn't very long, and then that was it. So that was the only replayability. They had multiplayer, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't good like it wasn't good no yet. i i think multiplayer kind of kicked off when they had like me personally i always thought gambit was like one of the prime modes when it comes to destiny 2 and destiny destiny I'm 2 kind destiny like, yeah we're talking about pre like that yeah. that was not it but when destiny yeah. 2 came out and gambit came out and they had like all the different game modes i felt like that's when it started evolving into multiplayer for it, it, it what it is now is not what it was when no. it came out that takes ago. time bro take time they're evolving they're evolving it was it was a hefty price tag for not a lot of mm-hmm. content basically it was a full price game and what we got was not worth the price it just wasn't worth the price so um we felt uh felt duped honestly right um so yeah let us know uh down below what your guys' worst gaming experience was or software uh, i'm still sticking to double a batteries the worst thing ever Um, so let me get into our first thing. Of the podcast. Well, kind of like our, technically our second or third, but who's counting, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to let you guys know the free games that are going to be coming out this month in April, guys. There is a lot of them. I don't have a lot of pictures that are going to be showing up on the screen for these ones just because there's so many games. Uh, but I'll make sure weekly I'll remind you guys that these games are free. Uh, for PlayStation, you can get Battlefield 2042 for free, Minecraft Dungeons, Code Vein, Meet Your Maker, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and Tales of Iron uh xbox you can get tuber brook sudden strike four Lampdom, out of space couch edition and peaky blinders mastermind uh before we get into anything bro uh xbox is really letting me down with some of these games for gold like are we talking about peaky blinders like Uh, mastermind it's it's peaky blinders mastermind okay yeah i'm good uh, i'm good it's probably the best of the peaky blinders series you do you know don't know that i don't know you even don't know, know that series. yeah is you that don't true? know that anyway okay. this is why okay. this is why we don't take peter seriously yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, okay yeah. next next on the list we got epic games we got Tunchi, uh the silent age dying light which is a very good game if you haven't played that series and then blazing Sales. and dying Light's for, a nice free game and then for amazon nice prime game. which i'm guessing is like twitch prime uh baldur's gate adios i am fish which is a very funny game uh, Far Away 3, Arctic Escape, Book of Demons, Peaky Blinders again. They're just really pushing that game out, huh? <laughs> Wolfenstein, The New Order, The Beast Inside, Island Winddale, uh, Terraformers, and Grime. So I do not want anybody who watches this podcast to say there ain't no games to be playing. Guys, there are plenty of free games that they are just giving out Shout to you. out Peaky Blinders Mastermind. Yeah, le- you know what? Peaky Blinders review soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Peaky- <laughs> it is free on two, not one, but two even even our audience said there's a Peaky blinders game that's how we feel (laughs) it's free this week on xbox uh games that are releasing this week as well we are getting a creed vr game if you are into that and also we are getting hogwarts legacy that is coming out on current gen consoles these both come out april 4th and then on april 6th and april 7th we are getting paparazzi for the switch and road to masters pga tour 2023 i am a big fan of paparazzi uh, I saw that game, and I am uh, I am in awe. Uh, so catch me playing paparazzi on the Switch. Um, any of those games that are coming out this week that you're kind of interested in? I mean, it's not a lot, but. Nah, nah. Not, the, not the new ones. The old ones, though. Me and Jared will be ones. playing paparazzi then. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, no, I, Yeah, I'm not a golf game guy. I've already played, you know, I already beat, beat Hogwarts Legacy, and I don't have VR, so it's. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how messed up we haven't heard nothing yet. I want to know how bad it's going to run on current, uh, current consoles. Not oh, praying. On, yeah. Not praying yeah. on the downfall, but I had problems playing that on my PS five. I, it crashed a few times on, on PC for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I, but I feel like that's expected. A, a big game that it is like outside of it, it crashed a handful of times, less than five times throughout the whole game that I played. Uh Obviously, this is not the experience of everyone, but I don't know. For for me it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Oh, was, yes, annoying, but it was also a new game yeah Uh, so a lot of times do we give any do we give any leeway to new games for for little bugs like that i don't want i don't like i don't like to as long as they pass it down the road which there is a game like that in our topics that i did a lot of research on and uh, it's a big shout out to the publisher that is actually fixing said so game okay uh but at the same time like the technology is there and, and i feel like these games just put so much into the game to where like they don't understand that like it has to be playable at some point. And when they're putting so much and they're really pushing these consoles, that's why we always need to like put out a new console every like six, seven, eight years because these mm-hmm. games want to do so much. Uh, but like for Hogwarts, one of the main things was for me was like, I was having low times going through doors and I wanted to sit there and just like turn off the game. I'm like, dude, I'm just going outside. It ain't that Bruh. deep. It really isn't like, there's a lot going on outside, but it's like, it's not like, yeah sometimes you had snow sometimes you had like seasons but it's like why are we having low times it was just it was just mad aggravating for me it was like this is on playstation you played on uh yeah this was on the ps5 too i play a lot of me personally you got you pc guys can come after me whatever i'll fight back oh my god oh my but like i'm just saying like i like playing my games on console because i have a ps5 i have an xbox series s and i just like everything optimized especially if i'm gonna stream um, I'm not trying to stream run everything on my computer. Um, and so ooh, I, I got ooh, I need a ooh injury, injury report. Um oh, I'm, the, and, I'm the old man. Dang. Uh, look at that. Okay. Wow. All right. We need to get, <laughs> we need to get into our first topic. I just like pulled my arm <laughs> out of my socket. <laughs> Those punches were quick. That's why that's me. why I'm not worried. That's why I'm not worried about our match because you said you sell I need to drink some milk. <laughs> that we was need, nuts. You need, need to do something. Oh my gosh, man. All right. Topic number one, like I said, for every topic, that's going to be topic number one. Um, If you guys don't know, E3 has been officially canceled for this year. It does hurt me to say that E3 will not be happening this year. And who knows for the foreseeable future? E3 has been around since 1995. So before I was even born. And for the past two years now, E3 has not had a show due to COVID reasons for one. And nowadays, the big publishers just kind of want to do their own thing. Um, I kind of want to kick it off to Peter before I read some quotes, Peter, does this affect you in any way, shape or form? Do you really care? Do you think that, um, it's a big deal? Um, it does it like, are you going to go to bed at night knowing that (laughs) E3 is not going to be around? Um, yeah, it doesn't affect me personally, but it does. I think it does say a lot about how maybe our industry is evolving, um, you know, I, we'll never know really why it was canceled. My guess is money. Okay, and- so let me, before I, I'm going to cut you off because he kind of went into a little things about why um it was getting canceled. Uh, so Kyle from Reed, uh, Reed Pop, he said in quotes, this was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put towards making this event happen, but we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. And then he also continues on saying, we appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made being at E3 this summer an obstacle they couldn't overcome. So that to me, all I'm hearing is, um, gaming companies say they wouldn't have any playable demos ready. But how did we do that from 1995 up until this year? So, like, all of a sudden, no one had any games ready to go? Okay. So, like, let me, let me, uh, this is how I kind of see what E3 is kind of going through right now. Uh, so, the way it's always been is E3 has been the show every year that these big three, so you have Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, um and other publishers obviously but I, I like to focus on the big three and they come through and they're going to show their biggest titles that they've been working on what's releasing this year and what to expect that was like the show it's where it showcase. was like if yeah. you were uh if you were a journalist or you wanted to show off what you had this was the show that you did it mm-hmm. um but nintendo i feel like changed the game and i feel like nintendo has a big reason to why this isn't uh, a thing anymore Um, kind of do because Nintendo started doing Nintendo directs. I think that was kind of a thing that happened like maybe two, three years ago. Nintendo just squashed everything and said, you know what? Let's just do our own show. At that point, you could show off whatever you want to show off. You could give yourself your own time period. You could like literally not have to meet deadlines. You don't have to work around everybody else. It's just whatever you want to do. And I think us as a gaming community and us as gamers, we just kind of were like, yeah, this is cool. Instead of just kind of giving these companies like certain times and a time limit, you kind of just say like, like Xbox will be like, this is what I want my show to be based off of. They could do a 30 minute show based off just Starfield if they wanted to Mm -hmm. Uh, Nintendo. Like I said, again, I'm bringing back Nintendo. Nintendo has been notorious for, uh we just got a 15 minute gameplay for tears of the kingdom and that was their decision they had no one to be like okay well we want you to show this many games or put out this many demos they, they if it wasn't ready they could just say like yo we ain't ready this is what we want to show instead yeah yeah i mean it's like it it's it's there's got to be money involved somewhere. So I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on that side. There's got to be money somewhere involved, especially if Nintendo was like, hey, we can just do our own thing. We're not going to buy into it. And if Nintendo doesn't go, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge paycheck. Like that's a huge investment into the event, right? Yes. So I, I mean, there's got to be some logistical stuff. There's got to be some cash flow stuff, but it's easier for Nintendo to create the showcase. Yeah. Put it up on YouTube and then show it to everybody and then they can like pick and choose interviews. I, yes. I it's just it to me, to me, it, it like kind of reflects the changing of the times a little bit. Like mm. G4 TV, no more E3 canceling. <sighs> like, it's just like, to me, it's just, it, it reflects a little more of the changing of the times. So this, this is where the industry is going. It's not going to be these big expos where we go out and we like play demos and because everyone's becoming a little more, to me, a little more isolated. Mm. So it's, it's just like it, if I'm looking at paper and I'm going, "Hey guys, why don't we just make a cool showcase video and just post it on YouTube?" Then we don't have to buy a booth. We're not paying E3 right. exposure. We're sending it out to more people. We can post it on YouTube for free. The video, you know, the, the video costs money, but it costs a lot less money than actually like setting up a booth. Right. But if you're a fan, now you don't have a physical location to go, and you know, there's like fanfare involved. It's, it's that forever. sucks. That sucks. But okay. it also, it's hardware there too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got a bunch of stuff. You know, it's like an electronics expo. That's no, let no me. Longer. So to add on to what you're saying as well, um, think think about like it's easy for the big three to be like, OK, we want to go to E3. We want to get our booths. We want to get whatever. And it's easy yeah. for them to just toss them fill out a check, bro. Here you go. Yeah. Think about and I always bring them up every show. Devolver Digital they're doing their booths in the parking lot. They, they mm-hmm. might not have a spot. They might not have a spot for them in E3, but it's like, instead they're an upper, they're an up and coming publisher and their games have been on spot. And it's like, they did their own show and they put out straight fire that I feel like that a lot of people would have probably missed if they, if they didn't promote their show, they might it would have been highly overlooked. And then also um, I know that E3, the past few years have also been public events which I feel like is, like, I get it for some of those big journalists. You get uh, some of your IGN writers. You get some of your, um, I like to say, like, Gamertag Radio, like a few of those guys. When you're, like, press, it was harder for them to, like, talk to people, get backstage, because they didn't know who was just uh, a person, just, like, a regular person or someone who was with press. Like, even, like, it was, like, an off situation. I heard everybody didn't like that they made it, like, for the public for some odd reason, which I kind of understand business-wise. They were trying. Sorry, to interrupt. Like they're just trying okay. to keep it, to like press like a certain. So they right. were keeping it close to the public. Okay. I feel like I feel like for a kind of a way they could like I feel like there's a reasoning behind it because obviously this is like, uh, this is like the scoop for them as well, and it's like, um, and it's uh, they want they want journalists and everybody to be there and be able to talk to them because yeah. then they're pushing out their stuff as well. Right. You feel me? Um. To be honest, like I said, this doesn't really affect me. Obviously, uh, we did. I'm going to go ahead and play a clip because I, <laughs> I wanted to show one of my favorite moments from uh, E3. The feeling of, of being there, of walking the streets of the future, is really going to be breathtaking. You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. All right, all right, all right. So... We're not gonna get moments like that anymore. Like really? you know what I'm saying. Like the cyberpunk Keanu like Keanu Reeves. Like that was a, that was a good moment in for them to show off cyberpunk and all that stuff. Like it was a good moment. Um, we're not gonna get that type of stuff anymore. But at the end of the day, I think that change is good. Um, and I kind of, I it's not like I was praying. I think like it just kind of stinks that it's happening, but it doesn't really affect me. I guess. Um, I think a lot of people are just are just like kind of like i feel like they're hyped up like they're kind of just like oh it's about time but we got to remember like e3 like it's just kind of like an evolving thing because we don't know they might have just took the year off and then next year they're back up and running but taking off two years in a row it's kind of fishy to me you feel not the it's not the right direction that's for sure um it is it's yeah man i for me it just seems like changing of the times and industry is going one direction and um power of the internet and people are realizing like, Hey, we can just go independent and launch our own show. Like why doesn't devolver digital just launch their own show at their headquarters. Mm -hmm. And then they can host specifically who they want there and like, keep it really tight knit and and cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. Becomes like very exclusive to go to these events. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, like, do you think it affects smaller studios more than the larger studios? Like, do you think that they have more to lose by not having it? Or do you think it's better to be small maneuverable and like, Hey, let's just, Let's just rock our socials and save I think, I save the ten thousand dollar booth ticket. And right, you know, I think I think for the for the price that you're going to pay, yeah, just do your own show because yeah. then you can put on whatever you want to put on. You can make it any way you want to. That's how I feel. Vino Vino said, "With E3 possibly dying forever, where does the where does that leave IGN and their writers? That was probably their biggest scoop, to be honest. What do you think? Uh, that, I mean, maybe you're right. Like it, it, but this is what I fear, right? Like these, these little things that these like purely gaming organizations and, and big events that we grew up with. So like G4 TV, if 3 like twice in a, twice in a row, like they're not just going to have money to keep going. So Mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't seem like they would, why would they come back if they're missing two in a row? That's, that'd be crazy. And then you go, okay, what is IGN going to do? Like, okay, well, what are they doing now? What are they providing? I feel like they still can get their scoop. And I feel like they do get invited to like certain, like, previews like uh one of the things i'll be talking about later if we i'm hoping we get to it um the redfall is what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um but ign was the first one to get the first scoop on all that mm-hmm. so with the gameplay and all that stuff so it like might- obviously like they'll still uh be fine with that but it it was kind of one of those things it's like you get first hand and first look of everything that was at e3 but yeah maybe they're grandfathered in right like maybe they'll be the the news source that'll always be around because they've always been there right and it just depends on if IGN's providing something that the company itself can't provide. So if they can provide scoops and articles that people read and it helps boost sales, they'll keep doing it. If it doesn't, what they got to pivot and do something else. Right. It's all about change though. Like change is always good. I'm excited to see what the future comes, man. Let me know down below how you guys feel about E3, man. Like it's all about change. Um, our next topic I do want to get into, like off a quick pivot uh is we're gonna do one of our peter's gonna do his first review on the channel man so i want you to go ahead and kick it off tell the people what you're gonna be reviewing today <clears throat> yeah so um game i'm gonna be reviewing today is dredge uh i've been Woo! playing these, who uh... made that <laughs> thumbnail baby yeah, yeah. Is that-, <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome is that shark tails in the bottom right yeah that's lola i think I think that's a, <laughs> that's tough. That's a lot need of work. That. I do need that picture of me in the sailor hat, if you can send that to me. I can get uh, you that. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about Dredge, and Dredge is a, it's a single player, uh, fishing adventure game. It's open world. Um, there's a little bit, uh, there's like a little bit of a horror element to it. Um, there's a little bit of uh, like mystery. You're dealing with, uh, you never actually get out of the boat. So you're always in the the tugboat that you see there uh, in some of that footage. And it's just a big open map and you're touching a bunch of different islands and you're trying to solve mysteries. You've got these like very like mysterious, ominous NPCs. There's like hooded figures. There's people like this guy right here. Um, you don't really know their background, but they all have little quests for you. So it's a lot of questing. Um your there's a tech tree. So you get this big list of things that you can upgrade your boat with. Um, you dredge uh, shipwrecks to add, you know, to gather materials uh, to build your boat up. You're fishing, you're crabbing. You can uh, have a net behind uh, the boat like you see there. Um, so there's all these different methods in order to collect resources. Um, and it's uh, it was put out by Black Salt Games. I don't know too much about them. I want to say they're relatively small. Um, I thought that I had read that they have about four people on the team. Um, so if this is their truly their first game, like, you know, it, it's, it's really, really good. Have you, have you played it at all? No, I haven't played it, but um, after seeing you play it and seeing a lot of stuff uh, being posted about Dredge, I am, I am, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. If you I, like, if you like exploration games, if you like questing, if you like open world games, uh, you know like this is not something that's that's linear you don't have to do the tasks that you don't want to do you can do only the main storyline stuff you can do 100 percent like all the side missions and stuff um if you like that if you like the element you know like if you like horror elements um and puzzle solving so there's a lot of random puzzles as well so you'll like come up on an island and you'll see this you'll, like you'll see a rock and it has symbols or something but it gives you no explanation so until someone does it for the first time, there's no explanation of how to solve whatever that puzzle is. They have like a lot of little Easter eggs. Like I rolled up onto a, um, a ship and I was like, oh, cool. I can get supplies from this. And then it was actually a giant crab that came out of the water and tried to kill. me. So, but it looks like a ship, like the ship's just on the back. So you don't, right. there's like these mysterious forces that are affecting everything. And like the fish are growing three heads and um, there's a, uh, there's a night and day system. So at nighttime you actually get a sanity meter. So you can, but you can only do certain tasks or fish for certain things at night. So you do have to go at out at night, um, to accomplish certain tasks, certain, uh, certain quests. Um, and then you get this big list of abilities. So, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can teleport to a specific Island. Um, you get this giant, like, it's basically like a force field that helps scares monsters away. Uh, at nighttime, when your sanity meter fills up, you start to hallucinate and see things that you've never seen before. Um, And there's like, but there's also other creatures. So it's not just like the sanity meter is its own thing um, outside of the creatures that are already there. So like if you, if you sail out to the edge of the map too far, something happens. Uh, You know, there's, it's, it's just a really well-made game. If you're looking for like 20, I would say about 20, 25 hours from what I've read and how much time I've put in so far, you could probably beat the main storyline about, about that time. Uh, I think it's a really solid stream game because you can go at the pace that you want to go. It's easy to talk to people while you're doing it. Um, Yeah. It's just like a solid game. The price point right now is $25. If you're into those elements, I would say, yeah, pick it up. If you are like, I want to play it, but I'm not like a diehard horror game fan. I'm not a diehard fishing fan. I'm not a diehard kind of open world exploration fan. I'd wait for it to go on sale. Um, I thought, I thought $20 would have been appropriate, um, for, for what the game is right now. And again, I I don't know how many games this, this studio, this team has put out together. So I just, I just did my research. I can't find, I'm even on their own page. I I'm not seeing another game that they put out. So I think this might be their first game. Um, so I, I, my guess is they're testing the water as far as like a price point. Um, mm-hmm. And if this is your baby, you're always going to want to price it higher than maybe right, what right. the, the um, what the community is looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Like I said, I think $25, I think $20 would have been appropriate. Um, for me, it's like if you can get it for every hour of gameplay, I'll pay a dollar essentially. So if I feel like I can get, you know, $25 worth of, if I can get 25 hours out of it, then I think... I'm okay with paying because I bought it right at release. But uh, if you're like, yeah, I want to play it, but I'm not dying to play it, I would wait for it to go on sale. Right. Um, first off, lovely review. Thank you, Peter. Um, I do have a few things I do just kind of want to add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just for an indie studio, this game just looks absolutely beautiful and remarkable. The art uh, styles. awesome yeah i i love just playing this little trailer just because for an indie company like these indie guys like we're talking about a team of four that made a game look this beautiful and it seems seamless bro you're not really seeing any lag everything looks smooth And like you said the art style is a little bit different but i like it um yeah i've I've had no no crashes no bugs um you know you can sail into stuff and it does damage so there's like these little mechanics like that like if you if you like sailing the boat feels fun because you can upgrade your engines you can actually like get some real speed on it. Uh, the inventory system, you know, you can only use certain rods or reels. Uh, like you can't just have everything equipped all at the same time. So depending on what you're trying to do, you're gonna you have to change that up. It has that Diablo style inventory where you only have so much space and you have to rotate items around to make them fit correctly. Uh, sorry, sorry, anyway, but. Uh, no, yeah. dude, I, dude, dude interrupt, interrupt me as much as you want, brother. That's fine. Yeah, no, I yeah. will, I will say, um i feel like with that element to where you have to rotate the fish and i have to fit in there you know how if you play resident evil like you have a suitcase and you got to kind of fit everything into your suitcase that's kind of what i thought of for that but they have like 120 something fish in the game which Mm -hmm. is very cool and if we're comparing i know you said something about the price point uh from my personal my personal feeling if the replay value is there and we're talking about a $25 game. That's kind of huge versus like some of these big AAA titles are coming out with like $70 games, $60 games. And like that's, I mean, $25 ain't really nothing at that point. It's, and it, yeah. it's a, it's a, it looks like a different type of game. My thing is, is like, how much do I play it before it gets, it feels like it's getting repetitive? I, I'm, it, once you 100% it, i don't see the replay value exactly that's that's so where i'm at with it you're gonna at one point you're gonna accomplish the main story so unless you're the person who's like i'm doing all the quests or like i'm gonna beat the main story but i'm gonna go back and get all the quests or yes you're gonna try to um you're gonna try to accomplish the achievements of catching all the fish f- like doing the entire tech tree mm-hmm. unless you're that person there like there's no replay once you beat it because it's it's just about completing like your encyclopedia your fish encyclopedia or you're like hey i want to like just get all the achievements or something like that but I feel, is, like that w- yeah. I feel like that would be a fun thing to do though is like oh i'm gonna catch all the fish it's like okay what list do i have next i remember sonic frontiers had a uh had a fishing game in it with big the cat and yeah. i know it's not like it was like the biggest accomplishment in the world but like i would like to go fishing just to sit there for like 30 40 minutes which I know it's kind of different than dredge, but at the same time, it's like, I wanted to make sure I could catch as many fish as I possibly can. I wanted to fill out my encyclopedia and they reward you with upgrades and they are uh, cosmetics and little lore details and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, If you like collecting, this is a game for you. Like, right. If you're into that collecting that mindset and when you play a game, like there's a lot of stuff to collect and there's a lot of random puzzles and how you interact with certain NPCs does affect like certain decisions made. So yes. um, the art style is very, very cool. Um, uh, if, if you don't think you're going to go for it a hundred percent, like I said, I, I just wait for it to go on sale. Right. Um, if you're just trying to do the, the main story, but if you are a collector and you're like, there's, I think there's 40, some achievements. If you're going to do those achievements, then I think the $25, cause it'll take you much longer than, than 25 hours to do it mm-hmm. because 100%. the day and night cycle is so fast. And once it becomes night, like it's just, you, you die a lot. So. Looting is the, the drive that that looting is something else. I'll tell you that. I don't know if it's life, but I mean, you do get rewarded for looting. Oh, and I am going to say, by the way, whoever uh, Tommy, Tommy legit is in that chat saying Nick is struggling in MLB. I wasn't struggling. OK, <laughs> I was I was learning. I was learning. Um, But back on topic, I I really I really like to look at this game. And for the price point, it is and an indie title of literally four people working on this game. I I've. Saw this game when we first wanted to talk about it last week, and we kind of researched it. And I'm like a fishing game, huh? And nobody really thought for it to kind of have the outcome of what it is, but it's different, it's different than what we're getting right now. Like I can't, I don't see a lot of games that are like that are like dreads that's doing what dreads is. Doing. I've never seen that before. Yeah, right, so. it's different, and that's what um that's what I love to see. Man, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to uh I'm gonna get it for sure. Yeah. It wasn't me. Okay, dude, you just like <laughs> whatever oh man uh let us know man let us know if you guys are gonna play dredge i mean i've I've been i've been seriously so interested in it lately Um, it's like nothing i've ever played before and if you're into indie games if this is like truly their first attempt at a game like it they killed it so i'm gonna uh, i'd love to i'd love to play it maybe get someone on here and try to talk about it from black salt that'd be kind of cool yeah that'd be really cool um The third topic I do want to get into is the um, The Last of Us Part One, the PC port. Not looking so great. (laughs) Naughty Dog wants to apologize to all the Last of Us players that are struggling. People are saying in quotes, hot, stuttering garbage, even on low settings. Uh, the problem right now that everybody is having with the last of us PC ports uh it's being reported that there's a rot a lot of random crashes stuttering log shader composite compilation times uh and weird visual glitches where characters randomly become dripping wet in cutscenes um I have a little uh little video that I got on YouTube and this is just <laughs> not even half of what is happening in the game. <laughs> It is uh, oh, that it is is fantastic. Is else. <laughs> and these characters are just like sweating. No, yeah, it's just hard out. There. It's, just so hot. <laughs> uh, it's just so Wait, hot. It's just so. in the cutscene. Yeah, and the cutscene oh, is not no. raining or nothing. Yeah, no, oh, that's is. way worse than I thought. I thought it was yeah, just like, no, no it's like a cutscene, but it's the in-game, like it's the in-game graphics versus like a cutscene that's like. Studio done, you know what I'm saying? Right. One was, like was in a game. I didn't know. It was the Brother was sweating, man. It's He's crazy. like, he was starving. I was like, well, because I read that and I was like, okay, I got to see this for myself. And it, like, from the level, I'm gonna play it again for you all because this is comical, man. <laughs> like the dude flying, like. this dude, the the sweating and the cutscene is wild. It it's so That's random. Good. Like some of the other ones, you're like, okay, yeah, but then this dude is just like. It's so weird. I've never seen that before. No, like I don't understand like what what happened? Like I don't understand. I don't understand, but um I we were going to kind of talk about how like oh this game is just uh, straight out bad, the ports bad. Uh we don't know what to do, but naughty dog has been putting out little by little patches to fix the game and everybody has been uh reporting. It has been uh working a little bit better. Um, so I will give Naughty Dog their flowers for that. I feel like Naughty Dog always does a good job with that. Um, so they've been doing a lot to fix the patch, uh, fix the problem with patches, uh, checking stability problems. And then Naughty Dog is prioritizing fixes and patches for Last of Us on PC before making it stream deck verified. So that kind of shows that they are kind of caring about the title. Um, so you think they, you think they just rushed it? Uh, yeah, a little that, bit. because so, wave so let me think let me think about it bro i dude i now that you're saying something yeah i feel like a lot of people just do that bro like a wave comes along and they're just trying to ride it yeah pause (laughs) (laughs) jimmy don't fire me please okay um no but like (laughs) um so yeah like uh another topic was like um it's kind of off topic, but they want to uh, revive the Harry Potter movies into series, and and I'm like, because is, is this because yeah I'm like, is this because of the Hogwarts game? It did so good, so we now we think we need a TV series. Uh, maybe I, yeah, I mean if it's, I, I just feel like stuff like that happens, right? Where they're like, okay, a game has been released, Harry Potter's so old, then it gets released, and they're like. Okay, they made a billion dollars. It's still popular. Let's make something else. Like they just they just keep making it until people don't want to buy it anymore. Once it's not profitable, they're not going to make it. So once I once I saw that, I was like, yeah. But is it supposed to be? uh, It's not animated, right? It's no. Okay. No, that is one thing I will not be watching. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't think it's a show. I think they're rebooting it all together. I think they should throw it away altogether. (laughs) And WBD does love their money. That is, that is kind of factual. I will say that as well. Yeah. But uh, I think kind of what you said too, it might've been a little rush um, because of the, the game and stuff like that, but it came out on PC. I feel like a lot of people that are watching the series might not even have a PC strong enough to run the game. I feel like it has to have some sort of like high powered requirements to run. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know how this happens. I'm not a game. De- I'm not a game coder. I'm not a game developer. So I am I am the last person to ask about that. So, uh, I, I I mean, all we can say is that Naughty Dog is getting the fix in. And that's a start. As they should. As they should. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have uh, floating characters or randomly. sweat. Imagine if we were just I've talking. I've never seen that. I've imagine, never seen if we- that imagine if we were just talking on the pod and I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. you do that now though that's yeah well yeah because you guys make me nervous okay (laughs) god you guys are so hot everybody who watches the podcast is hot that's all that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying (laughs) let me know guys if you guys played the last of us let me know if you guys drip sweat like that because honestly you should probably see your doctor or carry a towel on you at all costs um we have um it's been a sad day on uh, April Fool's uh, Day. And honestly, I didn't really like the joke. Um, if you guys know anything about me, I am... I am the leader of the Sonic the Hedgehog tribe. Um, I'm the spokesman. Um, I am... I am a administrator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so I am your guy for everything Sonic the Hedgehog. But... He was murdered on April 1st. Sonic Mm -hmm. the Hedgehog. So I need Mm -hmm. everybody to uh, give me a a moment of silence for uh, Mr. Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about the game. Guys, (laughs) Sega on April Fool's Day, they did release a new game. And this was not a joke. It is called The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog that is what the game is called. Uh basically the best way I could describe it is it was a little quick. I think it took me about 3 hours to play. Uh basically Oh you, oh, from, oh, you already finished it. Start to finish. I finished it. Yes. It was a okay. very it was uh it was um how can I say? It was it was a very quick game. Uh, basically, the whole concept of the game is it's Amy's birthday party and you guys are on a train and she wants to have a I, for, it's like a role play, like cosplay, like story type of thing. And they all have their own little roles and they all have to stand in their little rooms inside of the train. And basically, Amy and Tails are the reporters and they have to figure out who the murderer is and who got murdered. Um the game takes a twisted turn when Sonic is found in the very first room, unable to move, bloodied up, and I thought this was the end. And um, it it, it wasn't good. Uh, So basically the whole point of the game is it's kind of like it's, I want to say like a web series, like comic game. Like basically you're talking to – you're in this – room and you're going to go character to character you're going to find clues talk to them and figure out who did this to Sonic whose alibi meets up with their stories or who's completely lying to you to get by and um, I do want to show off this picture one of my favorite art styles of all time (laughs) this chow (laughs) with a mustache (laughs) and sunglasses bro (laughs) this is the coolest like honestly if I were to get a tattoo of a chow it would be that Is it dialogue heavy? Is it just like uh, a lot of... Yes, it is very dialogue heavy. I did stream it. Like I said, it was like about a three-hour game. Um, And basically, you're talking um, the whole time. Uh, The character you are, you're actually a worker on the train. And, um, you're basically going through and helping tales. And he's like, okay, we need you to come with me and we need to figure this out. And then you're, you're talking to everybody, you're getting their stories. And they're like, oh, well, I couldn't have done it because I was here the whole time. And it's like, no, you didn't knuckles snitched on you um and it's, it was it was a funny game too because sega also threw in a little bit of their other titles into the game at one point knuckles was in the saloon and a few characters snuck into the saloon to play uh super monkey ball on the arcade game uh, and they cool. were like who was who was here playing super monkey ball and you had to look at like the names and you had to be like oh sh- dude uh vector was here knuckles was here and um and then it was like a third name and it was like an um it was shadow but it was like under a different like a nickname he used um and yes vino it is a free game it is on steam it's literally like it's it's a little download it's nothing crazy at all um i recommend everybody playing it it was fun uh the like honestly personally i love sonic so seeing the little stories and just kind of reading everything uh was cool um I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to tell you guys who did murder Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, but honestly, it was a fun little game, a fun little April Fool's joke, and I'd like to see something like that again. Um, I really didn't. I, I I thought it was kind of fun, like that they did it. But it did freak me out, dude, because I thought Sonic was freaking dead. I'm like, what is this, bro? It's cool that they do. I mean, it, like, if you're a Sonic fan, it's just like cool that they even put that out, mm-hmm. um, especially for free. It's just like it's kind of like a little bonus, right? For, for fans yeah mm-hmm. and just like the the little story it was quick it was interesting and then you really had to pay attention to what was going on it made right. me chuckle a few times it made me laugh the art was funny um the little cosplay like outfits they had on cracked me up because they're all dressed up in different fits and right it, it was something it was something cool it was something different and i enjoyed playing it for an april fool's game so uh shout out to Sega for putting that out uh, let me know if you guys played uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, let me know if you're as hurt as I am. Cause I'm still hurt. I know who did it and I'm not a fan of who did it at all. Just know, just know, man. I'm bum. I'm bum. All right. I appreciate everybody being here, man. Uh, we do have one more topic. Um thank you guys again uh before we get into the last topic uh shout out to you guys for always coming through and supporting if you do want to help support Uh, know your news more and gaming gone weird. We highly suggest you guys subscribe to the channel, leave a like comment. Let us know what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. I always go through and read the comments because I want to improve as a podcaster and a content creator. And I know Peter also wants to improve even though he is 99% perfect all the time. (laughs) Uh, So make sure you guys do that. Leave a like, it helps them move up, help us move up the algorithm and it makes all of us happy. And like I said, you like it. when We're happy. Big smile. Um, but seriously, shout out to everybody that's all here, man. You guys are the best, and shout out to everybody who's watching this after the fact. We do love you as well. Don't we love everybody, man? Uh, the last thing I do want to talk about, guys, was uh, the Redfall gameplay trailer for Layla. Uh, it basically showed Layla's abilities and backstory. Uh, IGN was the first one to get the the news on this, and Redfall has been one of my most anticipated games on my list for twenty twenty two. Yes. Okay. Redfall has been looking really, really nice with it. I am super, super excited um, about the game coming out. If people don't know about it, tell us about it a little bit about it. Because I can tell you what, like, just based on the stuff I've seen, what I would compare it to. um, But I want to get your your take on it first. So, uh, everybody at first kind of thought that Redfall was going to be like a Back for Blood type of game, a lot of horror. That's what I thought. That's why I thought. So that is a very um, I feel like a lot of people kind of understood where that inspiration was coming from because it's like, oh, there's four characters and they have abilities and it's just zombies and you're making your way through the map. They described it more as an open world far cry type of game with vampires. And you're these four characters and you're basically roaming through the world. Um, I think it's based off of Massachusetts, if I'm uh correct. And okay. basically um, you go through and you, Search for loot on the ground. Um, It kind of like, I I heard someone compare it to kind of like a Borderlands type thing where like there's weapons on the ground and they have certain abilities and they have certain boost and you kind of got to find a weapon that you like. One thing before I get into this guys, by the way, I know I'm kind of off topic with everything you're like, I oh, just show the gameplay dude there in order to eliminate a vampire in this game, you have to have a weapon with a stake at the end of it. And you got to, yeah, you got to get them really That quick. I didn't know. That's that cool. I didn't know. That's cool, bro. Like the little details I kind of like, I kind of like, have we ever seen like a, like a vampire Aesthetic for a game like this before? Like, I don't think I've ever played a shooter, like a Back for Blood, Left for Dead style shooter, first person shooter with vampires as the enemies. No, but I think that's like one of the things that kind of like I really like to see. It's a little bit different, like the vampire type thing. And I, I've loved the graphics. I'm glad it's of not them. zombies. I, I really am. I'm, I'm tired of zombies. zombies. I, I think yeah. I think personally, I'm tired of zombies. dude. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to like <laughs> Resident true. Evil, that was zombie. Like it's just like give it a break. I'm zombie gotta, down. I'm zombie I down am zombie bit. down. Uh, like Dead Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dying Light. Dying Light, the, Light Zom- yeah. the zombie stuff is just getting old, bro. Like they don't do anything. Like there's yeah. no challenge when it comes to a zombie. Whatsoever. Um, I am it's gonna go gonna ahead and show this. Uh. This little trailer, man. Layla is one of my favorite characters dude. in the game. She yes. is absolutely gorgeous, stunning, um, and I really love her abilities. Her uh, character design is really cool. Oh yeah, dude, she's awesome. Um, and basically, the way that it's working out is she's uh, with her boyfriend. I think they just get done with a movie and they get jumped by these vampires. And then she has her little abilities, man. So she has an umbrella. It looks like tel- like I feel like a force or like telekinesis type thing. And then also she uses her boyfriend ex-boyfriend one of them uh brings him back to life and uses him as part of like a uh a weapon and uh she's a telekinetic uh from what i was reading like a telekinetic, telekinetic that was what yeah, it was character yeah um that part and, where she reloads where she like she loads she's holding the, the gun over here and then she reloads it with the right hand and when she reloads she reloads the gun with the t- like <laughs> telekinetically it was that's even a word i just it was a cool little telekinetically (laughs) is it close enough right (laughs) you know what i'm saying um uh it was just like a cool uh i just like i really like the character design and it was like a cool little detail that they did but that's that's what i was going to say it was like it it, it very much to me looks like a left for dead or a uh you know a back for blood type thing but the you know the aesthetic vampire so um we'll see uh you know is this is this a full price game that you're gonna you know pay for is this it is 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 a 60 dollars game thankfully though it is an xbox um game pass day one game so if you do already pay for xbox game pass you do get that benefit for paying for that so i think that's where it will uh will thrive initially um and it is public i think it's developed or published by arcane i i want to get correct on this i think that's that's right it's arcane does something with it i want to say okay no okay the publishers bethesda i'm very sorry i'm gonna make sure i'm more uh, correct when I announce these things. Arcane is the developer, and we got to remember Arcane, they did the Dishonored games, they did Deathloop, a very beautiful, very great open world game. When I say they make very beautiful worlds, Deathloop was a very, very good world, and everything in the atmosphere and all the bad guys and stuff like that, they can create some very very good games and just looking at first glance of the world the enemies look great it's not just all all vampires it looks like there's some bad guys in general there too but just the vibes that it gives the guns and being able to like because you know back for blood like oh yeah i can shoot i could shoot i could knife yeah it's like a party shooter yeah yeah but like with this you're getting like some sort of like powers and i've always liked a game like that to where like i I, maybe i could kind of compare it to maybe like overwatch how overwatch or like a paladin's like you have like like a a weapon like you kind of yeah you kind of have a weapon but you could also do some sort of ability to like Mm kind of help you with that and add on to that and i think that's that's super dope to me like redfall i've been looking out for this game for a really long i think the graphics are on point i think where they want to go with it now i was i thought it was going to be a Back for Blood game too, and I was still it. Nothing against Back for Blood, but I was like bored out of my mind after the first month, maybe even less. I remember me, Jerry's, and a few other people. We played it, and we were super hyped for it. And I bought it for I think it was on Game Pass or I bought it or something. It was a full price game when it came out, and, and I was like were I, upset by it. Yeah, and it was like it's cool for the first little bit. And I think I, I like uh, personally, I will probably never give like that game a type of chance again. But I saw. Um, Redfall and even when I thought it was like that I was like, yeah, I'm in mm-hmm. uh but now that I know it's more like far cry open world there's gonna be side missions main missions uh you could explore the world bro that's, that's a little that's, be, that is a little more interesting to me that's yeah, gonna be it's so like heat that, yeah that's gonna be some heat like <sighs> I look cool it, that's the character looks looks cool the design looks cool um I mean they're showing what i imagine i mean none none of it's probably finalized yet but um i just like those types of like those types of hero shooters because it's you're just getting you're doing all the stuff that you want to do in real life like i want telekinesis i want to be able to fly i want to have some you know like those strategy type uh type shooter like it just looks cool it looked cool i wasn't sold on it with the vampire aesthetic and then i saw her trailer and i was like all right that's She's okay, done. That's, that's that's pretty cool, actually. I'm, and you gotta, who, you gotta trust who you gotta trust who's developing these games, man. Yeah. You kind of eventually you start playing a lot of these games, and you kind of see the developer, and you're like, oh yeah, I think yeah. I know what they're capable with. What they're capable with man. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> dude, we are, dude. Before we log off, man, I feel like we've been we've been killing this, man. I kind of I feel pretty. Good I kind of feel it. like, yeah, bro, feel we like, weren't good together, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah. The timing, the timing is okay. too nice, dude. I no, wait. That. I'm not looking back though. <laughs> uh, man, I feel like we've been killing it, bro. No, seriously, like that was a good show, guys. Thank you guys fair. so much for watching episode 29 of Gaming Gone Weird. Uh, like I said, um. I love talking games with my boy, Peter. Peter, let the people know where they can find you when you're not here talking about games with me, though. Yeah, uh, again, not ghost stories on everything. Uh, Making content mostly on YouTube uh, and TikTok right now. Um, But I'm on all socials, and uh, we're streaming uh, a few times a week on Twitch as well. Uh, And that's where you can find me. Mm, Interesting, interesting. Guys, I am Nick Tana. Um, Right now we are working on MLB a little bit, but we still have to finish resident evil four. So we are working on that a little bit. Hopefully my game doesn't crash uh, during a thunderstorm and I can kind of progress a little bit further into the game than I did last time. Uh, But we are working on that. If you guys want to keep up with everything that I'm uh, up to and what I'm doing, I recommend you guys check out my Twitter and obviously Peter's Twitter. Uh, We always tweet what we're doing videos. We put out all that stuff when we go live on here. So make sure you guys check out the Twitter. Also, if you guys want to see like certain game reviews and talk about games that i love make sure you check out the channel because we are working on a chia review right now and we also put out a hogwarts review on the youtube channel so i highly recommend you guys check that out um besides that man uh be safe tell somebody you love them thanks for being weird with us guys i'll catch you guys next week 8 p.m eastern to talk about more weird games love you guys be safe thank you guys for everything goodbye If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.